0: Welcome to another edition of Locked on Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA as a whole, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day, available on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media and editor over at Locked on Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, here with you all on this Friday final podcast of the week and a victorious podcast after the Pelicans are made to sweat a little bit in a 125-119 victory over the Chicago Bulls. Final score not indicative of the overall game. We'll recap this one including Zion's big night and potential injury to Brandon Ingram that we'll cover as well. We'll then look at the trade deadline that was yesterday. No movement for the Pelicans, that's a good thing, as I've explained, and I'll tell you why yet again. Um, And then we'll touch on some of the bigger moves of the day, Um, and if they impact the Pelicans, not as much. Um, And then finally, preview the weekend, one game against the Indiana Pacers, a team the Pelicans have already played once this year, looking to get another victory there as they close out the season strong. So let's dive into it all in today's edition of Locked on Pelicans. All right, in Zion Williamson's eighth career game, the Pelicans got a 125-119 victory over the Chicago Bulls, a game where New Orleans led by as many as 27, and then in the final six minutes or so of the game, they decided to go with a bit of a wonky lineup, and the Bulls kind of made a run, but it was largely going to be too little too late, and frankly, they made sure of that by uh, tipping in a missed Jackson Hayes free throw to ice the game for New Orleans. But overall, this was a just complete victory, there's maybe one negative, and that's Brandon Ingram, and we can lead with that. Having left the game with a right ankle injury, this is while the the Pelicans were already up a significant amount, and then it was announced that he would not be returning. Andrew Lopez of ESPN uh, tweeted out and said that you know he wanted to go back into the game, but the medical staff said no, so we don't know the severity of the injury. But if he wanted to go back out there, that's got to say something. They're waiting on the swelling to go down before, I don't know, they figure out what to do with it next. So there will be updates on that. Um, Probably a safe bet that he may not be playing against the Indiana Pacers. But you never know if he recovers quickly and it turns out it's not a big deal. Maybe we will see him on Saturday. Um, But... Overall, other than that, great performance for New Orleans, 125 points. They had 38 assists on the night on 49 made shots. That is a season high for New Orleans. Um, And that is two off of their all-time record of 40 set two years ago against the Brooklyn Nets. So they did some really good things in this one. They shot well, they passed well, and they rebounded well. And when you're doing all of that, yeah, you're probably going to get... A victory, and they did. By the numbers, Brandon Ingram, 15 points on the night, 5 of 10 from the field, 2 of 5. Overall, three of, or two of five from uh, three, three of three from the line, five assists, three rebounds, two steals, one turnover. He was great in the limited minutes that he played, playing just over 21 minutes, showing that he belongs out there on the court in the United Center in Chicago, where he will be an all-star and playing as well. He was also drafted by Team Giannis, uh, so he will be will be rooting for them in the uh, NBA all-star game, which for the record, worse than Team LeBron. LeBron, but hey cool you got to root for the underdog now that's a little bit more fun and maybe more important um zion williamson in this one also excellent uh and continues to be excellent back over 20 points again 21 on the night uh, four rebounds, one assist, did have five turnovers. His handle needs to get better and something that he will certainly be working on this offseason. Two steals. He was nine of 11 from the field, 82%, three of five from the line. He also had an awesome alley-oop that was basically the length of the half court from uh, Lonzo Ball and then made an unbelievable interception where he looked like he put on a damn jetpack to jump that high and get the ball and stop it and to cause a turnover for the Chicago Bulls. It's good. He, He also recognizes when he should be very aggressive and I think that's a big thing. The basketball IQ with him is there and you can tell every time he was matched up on a guard or there was a switch he would call for the ball if they got him the ball he'd try and get that guard up off their feet in the air and then try and put just a move to go around him those guys could not defend him whatsoever um, whether it was using his quickness or just straight up bullying over people with this Chicago Bulls team again 9 for 11 21 points on the night Fantastic night for him. Derek favors in twenty in nineteen minutes of action, fifteen rebounds for him. Eight points, at times just a complete monster on the glass on both ends of the floor, um, eliminating any sort of offensive rebounding chances for the Chicago Bulls and putting in a few tip-ins. He had three offensive boards in this one to kind of finish possessions for New Orleans. Drew Holiday was a little bit quiet, but not horrible. Not the best shooting night for him. Four of 11, one of five from deep, but chipped in with five assists, nine points on the night. He just didn't need to do much when the rest of the team was playing like this. Lonzo Ball, nine points for him on three of five, shooting 10 assists three rebounds the connection between him and zion williamson is absolutely there uh and just the chemistry they have on the court kind of just being on the same wavelength mentally it's great to see jj reddick off the bench a complete catalyst for this team 18 points five assists three of eight from deep seven of 14 overall he was awesome in this one josh hart with a career high tie in a career high six assists seven rebounds 12 points, he was 3 of 6 shooting from deep, that is the type of performance you want from him, basically you weren't really upset about anyone, Jackson A's, 9 points including the most insane putback dunk you've seen in a long time until Giannis did one later in the night against the uh, Philadelphia 76ers but off a miss, J.J. Redick 3, he straight up threw it down if you haven't seen it, go look the reaction from J.J. Redick is fantastic Nikola Melli off the bench, hit two threes, 12 points on the night, Etuan was With eight, Jaleel Okafor getting in the game as number nine now instead of eight. Two points, Frank Jackson, two points. And then Nikhil Alexander-Walker in four minutes had probably a night to forget and was kind of bad. Minus 14 in four minutes. That is not easy to do. Basically, New Orleans cruised till they ran a super big lineup at the end of the game with Frank Jackson, Nikhil Alexander-Walker in, in the backcourt, Nico Melli at the three, Jackson Hayes, Angelil Okafor. Weird, funky lineup that didn't work. New Orleans then let the Bulls go on a big run, and that's kind of what got them into it. But overall, no. They were not really in this one. New Orleans basically won by like 30, and we can just say, cool, great win. Let's move on from that an awesome performance from Zion Williamson. So we'll get into the trade deadline in just a minute here. It was kind of a wild finish to it. It was some odd moves and one or two teams that kind of have some sort of measurable impact on the Pelicans involved in things. But before we do that, we talk a lot about physical fitness and jumping and athleticism, but there's another side to basketball that's just as important, and I'm talking about mental fitness. Calm, the number one app for sleep and meditation, is teamed up with LeBron James to help you train your mind. LeBron and Calm know that your mind is like any other Muscle in your body and, and calm can help you train your brain so you sleep better, have less stress, and perform at your best. For LeBron James, sleep is an important part of his mental fitness routine. And he says, getting good sleep and finding time to rest is one of the most valuable things I can do for my body and mind. And if you head to calm.com/slash locked on NBA, you will get 40% off a Calm premium membership. With Calm, you have access to the nature scenes LeBron loves, like Rain on Leaves, and so much more like sleep stories, and meditations. So for a limited time, our listeners can join LeBron in using Calm with a 40% discount to an annual annual membership at calm.com slash locked on NBA. Unlock content to help you focus, ease stress, and sleep better. Get started at calm.com slash locked on NBA. That's calm.com slash locked on NBA. So, the NBA trade deadline was yesterday, and the Pelicans didn't do anything, just like I told you all, they probably weren't going to. And I like this. Maybe, maybe there was one mistake in here for New Orleans not trying more actively that we're aware of to trade away Darius Miller and some of those second round picks to bring some salary back. But overall, I'm not upset about this. We just saw this team go out and put up 125 and look great against the Chicago Bulls. I think they want to evaluate and see what they have with this roster and maybe run it back next year because they have played great with Derek Favors in the lineup, with Zion Williamson in the lineup, and basically since they've been healthy. And this is something that it looks like if they were playing like this all season long or healthy all season long, they'd certainly be in playoff contention much more so than they are now. And as I've said the past week, I don't see them in the playoffs this year uh, and I'd love to be wrong, um, but I just don't see it happening necessarily. So, Overall, though, I think they think they could get in next year. So maybe you try and re-sign a guy like Derek Favors, re-sign a guy like each one more. Even if he doesn't play a lot, you still need to round out your roster and still need dudes on there. And each one more for pretty cheap makes a lot of sense. Um, and we saw, we've saw we seen Derek Favors and his importance to this squad. So I think they kind of maybe want to run it back next year if everything goes well the rest of the season. You don't know that unless you play those guys the rest of the season. So the Pelicans didn't trade anybody away nor make a move to really upset the balance of everything that's going on here. Now, that isn't to say that there weren't teams calling. Drew Holiday was certainly inquired about. And in fact, I believe Denver was looking to make a run at uh, the Pelicans, Andrew holiday, uh, but just didn't have the ammunition, the pieces that intrigued new Orleans enough to get a deal done. Um, and not that they were actively looking to deal him anyway. So I don't think any of those talks really went all of that far, but certainly Denver, I think was very keen and thought they could get a deal done, but it didn't end up happening. So we can kind of see how this team plays out the rest of the way. Um, So I like what happened. I like that they didn't trade any of these other pieces, picks, war chest of assets away to make a short-sighted run at the playoffs. And if you look at guys that really would have helped them, and I tweeted this out yesterday and I said, you can't get mad at the team for not making a move that you came up with yourself. But if you want to look at the players that were traded and been like, man, Pelicans could have used that dude and we could have offered more for him. That that I think is fair, but not like a guy like Oubre Jr who wasn't traded and who knows what it would have taken or if the Pelicans didn't even attempt to try in the first place because those things don't know. So you got to look at guys that were traded and when you look at the guys that were traded, like nothing excites you. Nothing would have been worth even giving up a second round pick for to not make the playoffs with this season for New Orleans. So I like the move of not making a move. So some things that do impact New Orleans would be the Cavaliers acquiring Andre Drummond for basically nothing. <laughs> for Brandon Knight, John Henson, and the less favorable of the Cavaliers and Warriors 2023 20, second round picks. Basically, they got a second round pick, and the worst one at that, um, for the for um Andre Drummond, which is fine. I don't know why the Cavs did this. To have the chance of overpaying Andre Drummond, but sure. The Pelicans technically own the Cleveland Cavaliers first round pick this year, so if all of a sudden it falls outside of the top 10, New Orleans gets it. Here's the thing, though Andre Drummond is not that good. He, or it's a lot of empty stats. Cleveland has the second worst record in the NBA. There's a difference between them, uh, it's six games, seven games to get to the 10 spot. That's not happening. Andre Drummond isn't that good where all of a sudden in 30 games remaining, he's going to add like seven plus wins more so than they would have gotten otherwise. So I don't think you need to really impact, uh, like think this is going to impact anything with the Pelicans. And I don't think it's going to make the Cleveland Cavaliers any better than they already are, which is not good. So I wouldn't worry about it whatsoever. We did get some clarification with the Grizzlies and they made a ton of moves over the trade deadline day trading out Andre Iguodala, Jay Crowder, and Just- and Solomon Hill, bringing in Justice Winslow, Dion Waiters, um, and Georgie Jiang. That's not bad in and of itself. What's interesting about them is they've used up basically all of their cap space for next year. And you can say like, oh, that's not a great move. This just means they won't make a mistake, and I actually like this move. You're basically just like taking away the keys for them to do something stupid um, and not overpay Andre Drummond or Hassan Whiteside. Not that they would have anyway, but now they certainly won't. But they've added some guys that can go out and play right now for them, and Andre Iguodala was not doing that. Solomon Hill is Solomon Hill, who's actually at least playing for but overall they probably improved with Justice Winslow, Deion Waiters, and Georgie Dang. Um, Winslow, depending if he gets healthy and plays or not. Um, so this maybe helps their chances. Looking at kind of all the moves they made, it's about just a wash for them. Um, so I don't think it's going to impact their playoff chances nearly as much as I did late yesterday um, when it seemed like they were just going to send out Iguodala, bring someone else back in. The way it all kind of worked out, like it's basically a net neutral I think for them so that was the trade deadline there were a lot of there was like a flurry of late moves but nothing that really kind of impacts the Pelicans a ton unless you really believe in Andre Drummond and you should not put your money on that um so We'll see how it goes the rest of the year, and if this ended up being right for New Orleans, and we won't know that until free agency, when we'll see what happens with one Moore, what does happen with uh, a guy like Derek Favors, and then if, you know, J.J. Redick is upset they missed the playoffs, so does he want his way out uh, and force his way out? Maybe should have moved him then, too, but overall, I like this. This team's playing well. Let's evaluate the rest of the way with the squad they have, And really get some solid data on that and then make a decision in the offseason about what to do with guys like Drew with other guys as well. And signing trades are going to be a very real thing this offseason. So there's some value in keeping those guys here as well. So quiet deadline day for New Orleans, not necessarily for the league, though no big names were really moved. But kind of fun to watch the drama unfold and things get tweeted out in real time late on Thursday. So we'll get to the game over the weekend and if you've been a listener of this podcast I'm sure you've heard all of the great advertisers we've got working with Locked On to reach sports fans but you may not know that Locked On Pelicans is a great way for your local business to reach passionate Pelicans fans just like you. Unlike any other podcast Locked On gives your company the unique ability to reach local podcast listeners daily get to become part of their daily habits and not just any podcast listener a Locked On podcast listener. If you're company wants to connect with pelicans fans in a predominantly male audience that's well educated with disposable income go you guys you guys are doing well then let's put your company right here on this locked on podcast local fans love to support local businesses text the word advertising to 33777 or visit locked slash advertising and let us know who you are So one game over the weekend as the Pelicans stay on the road, travel to Indianapolis to take on the Pacers, a team they beat 120-98 back in late December, um, a game without Zion Williamson. So now you add him into the mix and maybe things will go well for New Orleans. In that game, the Pacers shot very, very poorly, under 39% overall, and they shot just 6 of 28, uh, 21.4% from three in that game, which basically just doomed them, um, and they couldn't get anything done. Brandon Ingram in that game, awesome. Drew Holiday, also awesome. You also saw all three Holiday brothers out on the court at the same time, which was pretty cool. Indiana's still a pretty good team, 31-25th and 25th in the Eastern Conference. Um, they're kind of still middle of the road, though, in terms of offense, having the 15th best offense, 12th best defense, so they're above average there, and they are coached by Nate McMillan, Jamel McMillan, assistant coach for the Pelicans, dad, so they certainly want to win this one. Again, pretty sound defensively. They limit you taking good shots and they force you to miss uh, as much as they possibly can. Uh, and they're very good at running you off the three-point line, not taking a ton of attempts, and not shooting particularly well from three. So if New Orleans happens to get hot from there, ooh, that could spell doom for the Indiana Pacers. They're not a great rebounding team um, whatsoever, whether it's offensively or in particular defensively either, uh, ranking in the bottom third of that. So Zion and the rest of these guys really should be able to go get their own misses, put them back in, and get some easy points that way, Offensively, they don't make a ton of mistakes, uh, but they also don't get to the foul line. So if they're not shooting well, they lose. They're one of the top 10 shooting teams. They don't turn the ball over. So this still may be a bit of a tough game for New Orleans to get out and run. So they need to make it count in the half court since you're not necessarily getting all of those easy points. Um, no big moves for them at the trade deadline. Sabonis averaging 18 points, 12 points six rebounds per game he has been very very good for them tj warren 18 points four rebounds for him as well he's shooting 38 percent from deep malcolm brogdon and another new addition in addition to tj warren 17 points per game seven assists Uh, He's been awesome as well. He's a very, very good player, too, and I'm a big fan of his. And now they have Victor Oladipo, just four games back for him, so they're easing him into everything, averaging only 23 minutes per game, but 10 points per game, and we know kind of what he's capable of doing. Um, But he's been coming off the bench, so he has a start, uh, so he's kind of getting into the swing of everything. The shooting hasn't been great, Um, And hopefully I guess in this game, he'll be a little bit rusty as for the holiday brothers, Aaron holiday averaging 10 points per game, three and a half assists, Justin holiday, eight, uh, eight and a half points per game and three rebounds. You'll likely see them all out there on the court again, too, which is pretty cool to see. New Orleans matches up fairly well here. They've got the size in the front court at times that can really make them pay for those minutes where Sabonis isn't out there. Miles Turner, uh, who's been pretty good for them this season, is having a bit of a down year. Still just 12 points per game, six rebounds. So I like New Orleans up front with Derek Favors and Zion Williamson, but it still should be fun. And we'll see how Zion does and what will be his ninth nba game now we're almost at double digits can't wait to watch it so thank you all for listening that's going to do it for this week of podcasts here on locked on pelicans as always i'm your host jake madison at nola jake on twitter enjoy the game saturday and i'll be back with you all on monday to recap it i got some topics next week we need to cover as we head towards the all-star game